This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Zach. If you shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. That's from a movie. Yeah. You give me a time and a place. I give you a five minute window. Anything happens in that five minutes and I'm yours. No matter what. Anything happens a minute either side of that and you're on your own. Do you understand? Good. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. That's Zach. I, why can't I just say my name? Okay, let's do it again. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Zork. Uh, you fucked it up. Oh <laughs> God, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> um, today we are doing Drive by Nicholas Guillermo Windy. del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> he would have done this in a completely and it different been way. would have not as good. It would have uh, been very weird. <laughs> How'd you feel about it, Zach? Eh. Eh? I didn't really like it. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Um, I feel like it's great. You know what the problem is? Is that like it's Ryan Gosling? I won't. Yeah, a little bit actually. It's always. Yeah. Part of it is Ryan Gosling. This the cast for this film is awesome. It's really good. Like when I was looking it up before I watched it, I was like, "Holy fuck! Look at all these names that are a part of it that I know they are." I gonna know do these a great names. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "They're names," <laughs> but I was like, "They're gonna do a great job." Yeah, and they do. They do. I, I mean, Brian st- Cranston in it's great. Yeah, I like Brian Cranston. Oscar Isaac is good. Awesome. I love Oscar Isaac. Well, let's let's uh, let me do the rundown All first, right. and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So, Drive came out in 2011, directed by Nicholas Winden Reffin, who also did Bronson. He did, which we enjoyed. Bronson. Uh, well, I didn't. Oh, uh, the 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 reverse effect. Of, yeah. He- <laughs> Ryan Gosling is your main character. He plays driver, air quotes mm-hmm. slash kid, because nobody ever gives him a name. Yeah. Uh, you have Carrie Mulligan, who plays Irene, the main girl. Yeah, I would say. You have Brian Cranston in it, playing Shannon. You have Ron Perlman playing Nino. Oscar Isaac playing Standard, which is a horrible name for a person. But they make a funny joke about it. Yeah, where it's like, <laughs> when's She's the like, deluxe version <laughs> coming out? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, burn. Put that on the Barbie and toast it. Yep. He's not even Australian. No, he's not. And then you have Christina Hendricks, who plays Blanche. Yeah. And I was like, Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And that's the main cast. Yeah. And Drive is a really gritty kind of tale of a guy who, he, I wouldn't, he, he's a driver, but only for criminals. Kind of. Um, so he's a getaway driver. Yeah, basically. But he's very much on the, like, you do. I, I. He only gives you five minutes. Yeah, he's I only, like that. Yeah, I like he's that very monologue. much like on his time. He's like, it, it, I think his like he has his big uh, kind of like speech that he does, where he's like, in those five minutes, I'm yours. I'll do anything that you want. Anything after that five minutes, I'm I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And I really really like how um it kind of like plays back to like when somebody tries to engage with him and they're like, oh you. He was like, oh you drove for me. Do you remember that job? And Ryan Gosling was like, you better get the fuck out of my face or I'll beat your teeth in or whatever he says. <laughs> Um, so he's a driver, and um, I, I don't know, I don't exactly recall if he's, like, new to that apartment building or if she's new to that apartment building. No, I think he's if, new to the apartment building. And so, like, he's neighbors with this girl, and she has a kid, um, and they kind of have, like, a little love thing that happens, but it doesn't really turn into much um, because she is married. His her, her husband is just in jail. and Which is a red flag right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, he kind of just is like, oh, I'm going to help you because I 
really do love you mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to make your life better, but everything just kind of falls apart. Kind of. Because the main thing is that like when Oscar Isaac's character, Shannon or Standard gets out of prison, he still owes the mafia money. So mm-hmm. he has to do like one more job from like a pawn shop. One last job. And then I'm out for good. (laughs) (laughs) And boy, is he out for good. (laughs) Yeah. So he has to do like one last job just to pay off the mafia. Uh And because Ryan Gosling's character is attached at this point, he's like, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to be your driver. And then like you said, gives that really cool monologue where it's like, I'm the driver. You have five minutes and any point in that time, I will do what you need. Yeah. I'm not the killer. I'm not the shooter. I just drive. Yep. That's all he does. He's a good driver. He is a really good driver. I'll give him that. Yeah. And it turns into a whole thing where Standard gets shot and killed. Yeah. So Ryan Gosling's character is like, I'm going to avenge this death by making sure that Irene is okay mm-hmm. and everything is fine for her. Mm-hmm. So he kind of takes on like this personal vendetta to like ensure that she's okay and her son is okay. Yeah. And it's a weird love story that it doesn't, it, it's it, not even really a love story. It's not. It, it's kind of like an anti-love story. Like it kind of just turns into him just caring about her a lot and just being like, get out of here. Like you need to just leave. Like when you send your dolphin out to sea, he's like, go on, get out of here. Be free. <laughs> to see you big dumb animal. I don't like it. <laughs> and then, well, that's Willie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm surprised they didn't like it. I feel like this movie's got a great kind of like premise well, and I feel like the action in it's really good. I love the gore in this movie. Yeah, I was the, not expecting the gore. No. And boy, is it like Sam Raimi style almost. <laughs> like, like immediately when the job goes bad and like they're in like that little hotel room and Blanche gets her fucking head blown dude, off. And I'm her like, holy head, shit. Her head. The just, whole it's, brain it's bas- just comes it's out. It's basically like what you would imagine if you just point blank with a shotgun shot a watermelon. Like, <laughs> it's basically. It's true. Like, it just turns into mush. And then even so, like, when they're in the elevator and Ryan Gosling is just stomping dude, out that, the dude. He stomps that guy's face stomps in, the yard. into, like, a bowl. Yeah. Like, that dude's face. <laughs> gets fucking demolished. Destroyed. I love good gore. Yeah, so do I. Oh, and that's where man. like I was actually surprised. What about by when it. what about when uh uh the main like the main guy, I don't remember his name, but like the main mafia guy mm-hmm. like stabs that one dude in the neck at the pizza shop yeah. like four times. Yes. He, like, well he stabs him in the eye with a fork first. Yep. And then just like pr- proceeds to just take like the Michael Myers knife and just fucking <laughs> like hits him in the jugular like three times. Or when he kills Shannon, too. Yeah. When he just takes, like, the the razor blade and just slits it downwards. You know, man, and that death is rough because... He made it almost look like a suicide. Well, not even that. It's more or less just how, like, calm he is. He's just like, it's done. It's done. It's over. It's over. Just, it's over. Just stop fighting. And, like... Brian Like, Shannon just just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing left. (laughs) It's so shitty. But uh, Brian Cranston's character in this movie is... A guy who you kind of feel bad for, but he also is kind of like one of those people that if he was your friend, he would be like, hey, I have a, I have a pyramid scheme that I'm trying to get you into. Because he's always like the guy. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's a trapezoid. <laughs> so he's always a guy that's trying to like make a quick buck. Like what's the fastest way that he can make a million dollars basically? 
and it always just goes south for him. He just always has bad luck. Well, that's where like I kind of got a little confused with the story because like the first five minutes are awesome, where it's Ryan Gosling doing the job at night, and like Shannon soups up his car for him, and like cool, right? yeah, that part was really cool. Like I liked the first five minutes where it's like the introduction of him as a getaway driver. Yeah, and it kind of seems like Shannon is more or less like the guy that just soups up the car for him. Mm. But then it's that he is kind of his manager for stunt double work or yeah. for stunt driving work. Yeah. But then he's also his boss for the automobile shop that he owns. But then also he's kind of his manager to try and get him into like NASCAR racing. So well, that, that's just because he's, again, he's just trying to be like a, like a schemer. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of like, an, like another thing that he's trying to add. Um, but yeah, he is kind of like his boss that he, cause Brian Gosling works in like an auto body shop that he owns. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he is his boss and then he kind of does his like stunt stuntman work. And then also just, I don't know. I feel, I always, I always feel bad for Brian Cranston in this movie because like he, I find him likable. I think yeah, that he's like a really, I like Brian Cranston. I, I, I liked him in this movie where it's just like, man, like I feel bad for your character because you look like Malcolm in the Middle's dad that like <laughs> fell on hard times. Not quite Breaking Bad. Not quite like, Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> not there yet. No, no. But um, I, I don't know. I, I I just think I always just really feel bad for him. And I don't know if you necessarily should because he's not like a great person. Like, no, he is. He's not a bad guy. But again, he's just like a schemer. Like he's just trying to make like a quick buck. Yeah. So he's, he's just, always just trying to like swindle you out of money. Or he's like, oh, I got a new idea. Or oh, I got I got this new like proposal thing. That's like it's guaranteed we're gonna make eight million dollars. It's not gonna like it, it's it's impossible to lose. And then he always loses. Yeah. And you get you you learn that you know he owed um fucking. Hellboy, his money. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, and it's like, uh, he, he broke well, his fucking his hips like <laughs> because of that. Yeah, like he's just caught up in the middle of like everything that's going on with them. Yeah. So I mean, like in that aspect, I was like, okay, like really, once standard gets killed. Yeah. And then it's like this whole thing of like, oh fuck, like somebody was working on the inside and like had a car a ready. Like, it, it, yeah. And this movie really turns into like a like a. Almost like like uh, the Departed, where it's like someone's on. Like, have you seen the Departed? Yeah. So it's like someone someone's an undercover cop. They don't know who it is, and it's like mafia. Blah blah blah. Like this movie, the 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 driving of the movie isn't really like the main. It actually just unfolds into like a mafia story. Yeah, that's why. Like for a movie called Drive, there's not a. There's like two scenes. There's not a lot of driving. <laughs> no. And I was like, "Where's the driving?" <laughs> I want more drive. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it so much is because... Maybe it's because he had the drive to help Irene. Ah, you know, we're breaking <laughs> barriers out here. We're philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, fuck him. Uh, anyway, so what didn't you like about it? Well, it was what really, was your issues? So mainly that because like the first hour is just kind of like this weird love story and i was like i don't really care about the love story too mm-hmm. too much like i don't need this and then oscar is a character kind of like being jealous when he comes back but then is so willing to like take the help from him yeah and i don't know the first hour just seemed like it was trying to do three different stories at once of mm-hmm. like what's going on between Ryan Gosling. Zach, you love movies that that have over that have too many side stories. No, that, I <laughs> love movies, and you love picking them apart for having two side stories. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, some of them aren't that bad. <laughs> some of them are pretty awful, though. <laughs> you know, Mad Max didn't have too many side stories. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. It had. I, I said that they didn't focus like hard enough on. Like, yeah. what I felt like they should have. Well, yeah, the max part. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, the first hour was just kind of, like, three no, different I, stories I, at I, once. I, I, so, I'll be honest. Actually, the first time that I did watch the movie, I actually didn't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that part of that reason was because I j- literally saw Drive, like, two days after I saw Baby Driver. And I don't know if you've seen Baby Driver, but that movie is fucking incredible. It's just baby Ryan Gosling driving <laughs> around. <laughs> um, so, you know, like I, I, you, watch, you watch Baby Driver and and then you go to Drive and it's a much, much like slower paced film. So I was just like not really, again, I was just kind of like souped up on it and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Blah. And then like it was much, much slower. Mm. But I think, I think this movie does, it's one of those movies that you appreciate it more like on a second or third viewing. Because you now know what the story is. And then I think you come to realize that the characters are actually very, very well flushed out. And you do um, really feel for them. Mm-hmm. And there's really not many... There's no, like, loose ends. Like, it's not... Like, there are... the In the in the in um, the first, like, 45 minutes or so, there are, like, some side stories going on. But everything does get tied up. Yeah. So... And that's why, too. Like, once it hit, like... Because this movie's an hour and 40 minutes. Once it hit, like, the hour mark... I was super invested in the story. I was I was ready to see like what happens yeah, next yeah. because again it turned into like more of a mafia. Film. Yeah, and it and again it's kind of like you know what what uh, the quote that I really love so much from Tarantino where he says that you know movies are supposed to be are supposed to have stories that slowly unfold, and I think that this movie really does a great job of slowly unfolding itself, and you actually don't really know where it's gonna head because. Because of how left field everything turns. I mean, where Ryan Gosling starts off and like where he ends up in this movie mm-hmm. and how all of a sudden he's then like invested into this woman where and 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 uh, her husband and they have to, uh, he's and en- he ends up basically becoming like like on like the hit list for the mafia. Because, I mean, towards the end, he's like, listen, if you give me the money, I can promise you that your little girlfriend won't be touched. She'll be out of here, but I can't promise for you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where so like now Ryan Gosling is at a point where it's like fuck, like I am in this shit. Yeah, and it's kind of incredible to watch like how he started or like where it kind of started. Like what was the turning point of that, and like how it you know. And it, at the end of the day, it comes up. It, it really it's Oscar Isaac's fault. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the whole, like once he got killed, that was like the whole turning point for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, and there's like this weird kind of thing that I noticed and I'm not exactly sure I could be like way overthinking it, but I mean, look, Ryan Gosling plays a character that, so uh, my issue with Ryan Gosling as an actor is I always feel like he's phoning it in, not phoning. I don't even know if I would say phoning it in. It's more like just. Again, like I, I always call Ryan Gosling kind of like just a face. Like he's mm-hmm. just like a, like a face for for the movie. Um, I do think though that this character particularly is very like subdued and like I think like like that's how he was made to be. So I do think that Ryan Gosling is actually playing like a really really good part. So you know, I like his, I like his acting in it and. I noticed in this movie that like he is like this super super like cool calm collective like never really loses his shit to- until like the end, 
And you know, you notice like obviously he's got like that scorpion jacket. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It is. I'll, I'll give him that. Like his outfit in this, yeah, really yeah. awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, and I noticed how like the whole movie when he's got that jacket on, when 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 he's like being like the cool guy and he's like always in control, he's like totally fine. And then like when things started like spiraling out of control, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but like the collar of his jacket was like on like it wasn't like perfectly straight like it always is it was like like one side was like popped up the other side wasn't and like he just looked more disheveled Mm -hmm. and i was like that's a smart way of like that's like a good like visual storytelling because he's this guy who like never loses his shit and like all of a sudden now that things are starting to like kind of explode in front of his face and you do start to see him start losing himself. I mean, when he when he uh, grabs like Brian Cranston and starts screaming at him because Brian Cranston fucked up and like yeah. told the mafia about the girl and all that. I mean, that's like the first time I think in the movie that he actually like that he even like sort of raises his voice or shows any really emotion. Yeah, he's always just this you know just really cool, calm, collective guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I sort of like the love story. I don't mind it so much like as I normally do in films. I think it's. Again, it's a love story that doesn't really turn into anything. Mm -hmm. So I guess you can kind of feel like sort of empty towards it. But I don't know. I I think that it's it's done well enough where it's like it's not really a love story. And it's more of just now him just trying to protect her and save her life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do like like that. I mean, to touch on too, like with the whole jacket thing, like towards the end too, like it's all dirty and like gross too, where it's like when he actually goes to meet the mafia guy in like the Chinese restaurant. So like he kind of almost knows what's going to happen with it as well. And like, he isn't as like mentally prepared yeah. for what's going to happen. But I mean, the problem that I have with Ryan Gosling's performance is this, he basically like, I get the whole point of like him trying to be like this calm, cool, collected guy, Yeah, but it kind of comes off to me at least that he's just kind of like mumbling his lines and kind of just like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah, like just not yeah, and really it's, it's, caring. It's, it's, and that's my issue with Ryan Gosling always. And it's it's so hard to tell like if that's the way the character was written and like that's how he was directed to like, hey, I want you to be like real, like low, like soft spoken and all that, or if it's just Ryan Gosling being Ryan Gosling. I want to chalk it up to Ryan. Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong; like there are points in this movie where like he actually is acting, and I can feel it. Yeah, but that goes to say two for when we did La La Land, like there were a lot of points where like he just kind of phoned it in for me. And then certain points where like, he really felt passionate about like the lines that he was going to speak. Speak. <laughs> speak. Yeah. So that was like another issue that I had with yeah. the film. And that's um, again, I, I don't, I lo- I like this movie because I like the story, mm-hmm. not because I like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I mean, know? again, like the last 40 minutes and the first five minutes, I loved it. Like, I was super invested into it. Yeah. It's just that hour yeah. getting through. Because I had, like, another point, too, where I was like, what the fuck? Because right after the whole thing goes down with, like, the pawn shop, and uh, Ryan Gosling is talking to Blanche, and he's like, well, somebody set us up. Like, we got to find out who. And they're like, oh, like, it's guy. It's some guy named, like, Cook, but nobody knows his real name. He goes, like, by, by Matt or something or Mark, something like that. And, like, for 15 minutes, they're like, well, we got to find him. And then Ryan Gosling goes to Shannon, and he's like, I got to find this guy. Like, I don't know what his name is. All I got is, like, Cook and Matt. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let me let me see if I can, like, find out. And then the next scene, he's at the guy's, like, whorehouse and yeah. just smashes his fingers in, which is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but it's like... Where did we get here? Because you were looking for him, but now you found him immediately. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, don't know. I, mean, I guess it's more like you got to just kind of realize that like time has passed and he got the information. So I guess like the, the director was just more like, I don't need to show this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally up to like, it, it can be sort of confusing. I understand what you mean by that. But, you know, it's kind of also just like, do you absolutely positively need to see it? Mm-hmm. There's also, I don't know if you realize too, something that I did really like about this film was there was a couple of different points in the film where his shadow comes into play a lot. Yeah. And I thought like those shots were really cool just to give like an insight of like what he's thinking and like how his mind is working. Yeah. So like when he first, after the first uh, heist and he walks into his empty apartment and you kind of see him have like the bag over his shoulder and it's like this side view of him, but you see like his shadow more so Mm -hmm. in like the foreground and it was just kind of, like, depicting more or less, like, his loneliness at that time. Yeah. And then, like, there was another point, I believe, um, when, like, he was with Irene. And, like, you saw a shadow and you saw, like, her shadow next to him. And it was kind of, like, this this high point of his. And then at the very end, like, once he meets with the mafia member and he's ready to give over the money. And they go out to the car and the mafia guy stabs him in the gut yeah. and then he just pulls out a blade out of nowhere and stabs him in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just goes right to both of their shadows and you're kind of just left wondering like, okay, which one is alive right now? Like which one survived that? Yep. And I mean, that shot alone was just really cool where it's, it's kind of like this unknown shot where it's unknown to Ryan Gosling's character what's going to happen next, and it's unknown to us of, like, who survived that. Yeah, well, and even though, I mean, at the end when, wow, I mean, it's a long take of just Ryan Gosling sitting in the car and his eyes aren't moving, and you and you assume that he's dead. I, I thought he was dead. Yeah. I didn't know that you could take and it's just a going, stab <laughs> to the gut and be like, yeah, I'm going to go for a drive now. <laughs> Um, because I mean, yeah, I mean, it goes for a while there and then finally, like you see Ryan Gosling's eyes move and then you're like, oh, okay, he is alive. And then, (laughs) you know, and then you get like the little driving montage of him. Mm -hmm. My hands down, my favorite shot in the whole movie is when they're in the elevator together. And that one guy is like going up to find Ryan Gosling and then they're in the elevator and then it's very cinematic. It's, it's like so cinematic in a way where like the lights go down and he like pushes her to the side and it's kind of just like the one spotlight is on them and everything else goes black. I mean, I thought that was a gorgeous, gorgeous shot. I did too. I really liked that shot. It just felt like slightly out of place. It it, it does. I mean, at the same time too, it was a nice shot Mm -hmm. and it was a nice kind of like representation of like, okay, even though he's about to get into this fight, all that matters to him is Irene at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I and mean, then he proceeds to just again stomp, stomp the yard. that man's <laughs> face in into a pulp. Yeah, man. That I love the gore in this movie. Stabbed with the pipe too. Yeah, yeah. Earlier on in yeah. the hotel. Oh, my it's god, so good. It's, yeah. it's almost like fuck. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, the movie is jarring, like because you're not expecting it at all. Because I think, yeah, I think the first like real like uh gore is when when uh, that girl gets shot in the head in the hotel right that was like the first instance i would say before that when oscar isaac got beat up yeah but you don't see but it. that's not like bad like that's just kind of like okay but i mean but something it's badass. Hi- it's hyper violent like when when the rest of the movie go ahead but what, were you, what were you saying so something badass though was like once they get back to like the apartment and ryan gosling goes to like check on the kid and he's like hey what do you got there and then, like, he takes it out of his hand, and the kid is like, they told me to hold on to this for my dad, oh, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. a bullet. And I was like, that's fucking badass. <laughs> that's a badass, terrible thing to do, but for a movie, holy shit. Yeah, that's cool. 
Uh, and yeah, and then when he does go to that strip club and he and he proceeds with the hammer. Yeah, that was awesome. And then he puts the bullet in his mouth. Yep. And he's w- about to just fucking like smash break. it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. Ryan Gosling does play a kind of a badass in this movie, although he's a very soft-spoken badass. That's why. Like, I mean, there are a lot of points in this film that I did like, but it's just a lot of points too that I really didn't like it yeah that's fair I get it I I don't think this movie is absolutely for everybody it's definitely like a slow paced movie but I do think that I think that the payoff is worth it I I think that like that last 45 minutes of all the gore and everything like coming together I think it is definitely worth it yeah I'm surprised that that you were gonna that you were gonna I remember like last whatever I think it was last week that you mentioned that you were contemplating on putting Ryan Gosling in your top five yeah list and, I now, mean, and now today you're just like, hey, he phones it in a well, lot. I, fucking, I, I hate Ryan Gosling, but like the the fact of like putting him in a top five actors, he somehow fits in there because he has been able to have longevity and like he's been able to be in like really either creative or very like uh, well known films. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's hard because I hate him. <laughs> But I also am like, okay, I, everyone knows who Ryan Gosling is. It's a love hate. Yeah, yeah, that's how um, I always feel about Christopher Nolan. He's alright. Where I call I call him like the best worst director <laughs> because like I don't know. For me, Christopher Nolan like really fell off after uh, Inception. Like everything, yeah. I feel like kind of after Inception just kind of like fumbled. And although his movies are always like gorgeous. And I mean, if you like, I didn't love Dunkirk, mm-hmm. but I mean, the movie is gorgeous. I mean, the the airplane scenes with Tom Hardy. I'm not sure if you saw Dunkirk. That's with but, uh, Brad Pitt, right? No, that's Fury. Uh, Dunkirk is with like the dude from One Direction, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. It's oh, like the, okay. I don't know, I don't know who it is, but it's like one of the, like the One Direction guys. Tom Hardy's in it, and I think it's like three different stories. Um, but like, I mean, you're just like you watch the the true like love for like his passion that he puts behind all of his work. And I, and I can't help but like adore it Mm -hmm. because they're just so beautiful. And he shoots on like, like 70 millimeter IMAX like film and all that. And I saw Dunkirk in IMAX. So it was like, like the kind of like the best of the best, like the audio was amazing and all that. But Mm. I just, I just feel like his stories are like not, like the most compelling and they get kind of sloppy. I mean, I think inception is no, 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 not inception. Uh, what's the one with, uh, Matthew McConaughey where the, the space interstellar Dallas Buyers interstellar. Club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Um, the, but interstellar again, it's like beautiful to look at, but my God, is that story messy? Like mm-hmm. if you really start like, like thinking about that movie, things just start not making sense. That movie <laughs> is messy. But I oh I'm always gonna go see what Christopher Nolan does. Memento, I highly recommend That's Memento. That's a cool movie. Uh, yeah. So that was actually his brother wrote that like originally. Um, anyway, I recommend Drive. Zach kind of recommends Drive. It's all right. Yeah, maybe have a beer or two. Yeah, have a beer or two. <laughs> if you got an hour and forty minutes to kill, sure, why not? Yeah. I don't know. I Just like shut it. up and drive. Shut up and drive. Ah. Uh, you got a recommendation, Frank? No. Oh. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, I do. So I have been going down a rabbit hole of depressing music. Oh. And not because I'm sad. I just, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like sad music. I like somber music. 
Um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sufian Stevens. Yeah, I've listened to Last Resort by Papa Roach. <laughs> 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 um, no, but uh, Sufian Su- Su- Stevens, S-U-F-J-A-N Stevens. And he made an album called Carrie and Lowell. And although it is somber and sad, um, it's very, very beautiful when it comes to like the actual poetry. Mm-hmm. Like his lyrics are heartbreaking. So the album is basically about his mother's death and him kind of like thinking about it and contemplating like, like, should he have done things better? Like, should he have been there more? And then he's like going back into like memories of like him as a child with her and like with his siblings and stuff like that. And the whole album is just sad and somber, but it's very, very beautiful. And it's very, it's a, it's one of those, um, it's it, the way they, they recorded it. It's like very intimate. It's mm-hmm. like, there's not like too many, like, la- like it's not very lavish in any way. It really just sounds like he's kind of just like in the room with you with like a few instruments and he's just in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, Really, really great. So I don't know if you guys are into like more somber stuff, but I have another recommendation as well. Two recommendations. <gasps> Radio- this is unprecedented. <laughs> Radiohead, a moon-shaped pool. Probably, personally, my favorite Radiohead album. But uh, again, it's very, very somber. In my opinion, I think Tom York can do no wrong. Um, so I'm a little biased on that. But Tom York, Radiohead, A Moonshaped Pool is one. It's, it's a very unique album for the simple fact that it's very somber, mm-hmm. but it's also like very grand. Like the instrumentation is very like lush and beautiful, and there's a lot of strings and stuff like that. So they kind of like have this interesting dynamic of somehow being soft, but also being like very grand at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I really like Radiohead a lot. Uh, again, Tom York can do no wrong in my opinion. Um, I haven't so, I haven't listened to enough Radiohead, but uh, all I, I've heard is like that they're great. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. That might be my next band. To, yeah, get, to like deep dive to into all them. Of. Yeah, deep dive into them. They're I think they're so good. Uh, so yeah, those are my those are my two recommendations. Um, and that's it. All right, Zach, Frank's out. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, you have five minutes. <laughs>